Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Stokes here. Welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. Thank you for joining me. We're kicking off a new year and I'm so excited to continue doing this podcast. For you guys that are new, 2018 was the first year that we launched it. Um, Didn't really have a plan or an idea, just wanted to use it as another avenue to really spread my message and the feedback has been incredible. We've had what, over 350,000 downloads. We were ranked uh, top 10 on best Forex trading podcast. And uh, well, now that we got the ball rolling, uh, we need to really take it to the next level this year. So I need you guys, if you're new to take that 10 episode challenge, go back and listen, uh, listen to at least 10 episodes. If you are a frequent listener, make sure you share the show. I know it takes a minute out of your day to hit that share button or you know do whatnot or leave it a rating or a review, but that is the best way you can help me out. This is a free show. All I ask in return is that you continue to spread the word about what we're doing and continue to help traders in every way possible. Now, today's episode, I want to talk a little bit about mental toughness. And it started off with a quote I shared the other day. For you guys that shamelessly follow me on social media, you know I do a a daily quote, uh, maybe even two of them some days. And the quote that I... uh, sent out on this particular day said this. It said, it is better to come up with a trading system that makes sense to you, a system that leverages your strengths so that you're not spending most of your time fixing your weaknesses. And my little blurb about that was, I said, I always say that your trading strategy should be a reflection of your personality. If you're consistently or constantly doing something that you're uncomfortable with, It's only a matter of time before you lose trust in what you're doing and start making mental errors. And there's a pretty decent response to this. I kind of got into a a back and forth with a person on Trader on Twitter. And ultimately, I I think we have the same idea. I think we're just reading into it a little bit differently. I'll read you a little bit of the back to back. Uh, He said, uh, but avoid seeking comfort. True edges lie at the extremes or outside of our comfort zone. And I said, well, I do agree in life, right? I believe in in life that we should exist. We should operate on the outsides of our comfort zone. Um, If you ever want to see, if you ever want to live a fulfilling life, if you ever want to see true success, you have to be able to do something that feels a little bit uncomfortable, do something that feels a little bit different. I do believe in that. However, In trading, you need to be comfortable and confident in both your abilities 
and your trading system in order to be consistently profitable. And I think this is where kind of the disconnect happened. I think the the person that was replying on Trader was talk, trading was talking more or Twitter. I keep saying trading. Gosh, trading's on the mind today, guys. Uh, the person that was responding on Twitter was maybe thinking more macro, thinking more life in general. You you know, you have to deal with the uncomfortableness of of sitting in a trade and and sticking to your plan and your rules and not making errors. And I think we kind of got to that in our back to forth, back and forth. And I, I believe that one hundred percent. However, I was looking more micro. I was talking more specific about your trading plan. Right when you set up a trading plan, right, your rules based trading system. You need to be comfortable with what you're doing. A good example I say is this, right? If you are a naturally cautious person by nature, right? You 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 reread stuff before you send it. Uh, you look both ways before crossing the street. You you sit there and think about all the consequences before you make a decision, right? Um, you're probably going to have difficulties being an aggressive trader, meaning being a, a trader that just uses a limit order to enter the trade, no confirmation, any of that stuff, right? Because it doesn't go for your personality. You're, you're going to see that aggressive way of trading and the cautious person in you is going to be like, oh, and you're, you're going to feel uncomfortable. And that's typically going to cause you to make mistakes, right? If you guys have ever traded before, we know that um, the market isn't always generous, right? Even when it gives us profit, it doesn't necessarily do so right away. It doesn't just, you know, uh, take us right to our profit targets. It kind of goes up and down and teases you and says, hey, you know what? Hey, I'm going to go for loss. I'm going to go for loss. I dare you to take it out. I dare you to make a mistake. Then it goes up and teases you. Hey, I just gave you this money. Come on, take it. Take it right now before I go back, right? It, it, it teases you to take profits early. It, it, it teases your stop loss uh, for you to move stops back and make, make these mistakes. And if you're uncomfortable with what you're doing, your, your rules, you're basically not going to trust them. Right. Going with our, our frequent sports reference, because I am a sports nerd. Boxing Day, by the way, today. I'm recording this. So lots of uh, uh, Everton. Not uh, uh, Everton play today. I got to check on that. I'm not really excited about seeing them after the 6-2 defeat, but it is what it is. I think we play tomorrow, though. Anyway, um, it's just like a coach. Right. When you when when your players, when your athletes trust the coach. Right. You're going to do what the coach tells you, right? The coach may do something that's out there. I can't tell you how many times I've coached athletes and I've come up with something new. Hey, give this a try and see what happens. And they're like, okay, let's do it because they trust me. But when that athlete doesn't have the trust of their coach, you can do the same thing for any type of employer or anything like that. Um, you're going to be a little bit hesitant. And especially for the better athletes, you're going to go back to doing what you want to do anyway, right? And be like, hey, hey, John, why, you know, I told you to go left. Why'd you go right? Ah, you know, coach, I just, you know, I, I just felt like going right because of this, right? They go back into that, 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 that comfort. Um, so I do understand the point about having to be uncomfortable. But when you are comfortable within your rules, right, when you are trading a way that, that meets your personality, when you believe in what you're doing 100% of the time um, and you trust yourself, you're more likely to see the trade out the way it's supposed to be. You're not really tempted to move stops back because you're like, hey, am I testing? I didn't move stops back. I know I am confident that this is where my stop loss is supposed to be. This is the best place for it. No temptation to do anything, right? Same thing with targets. I am confident in my analysis. I've, I've done my analysis. It told me that this is where price is likely to go. I'm not going to fall into that temptation of, of taking targets early. I trust myself. I trust my system. I'm going to wait until targets are hit. And that's what I mean by being comfortable. You're comfortable within your trading plan. Not necessarily the, the, the act of being comfortable while the market is, you know, 
two pips away from your target and you want to take it out early, yeah, that's uncomfortable and you do need to be uncomfortable with sitting through that. But in general, the trading plan and how you're trading the markets, there should be a level of comfort there. And and what I mean by comfort is a level of trust. And again, I think me and the trader talking back and forth, I think we meant the same thing. I think we're just looking at it from just, you know, the the terminology from two different perspectives, two different uh, definitions on how we're defining comfort and what part of trading we're defining it in. But this um, this was on my mind this morning, and I happened to, to read a quote um, on Instagram where someone shared kind of a list that says 20 ways to get mentally tough. And I said, you know what? This is perfect, right? Because we're talking about comfort zones. We're talking about being tough, being disciplined. What better, uh, what better thing to follow up on than 20 ways? So I'm going to read this to you, give my opinions. I have not read this yet. So I don't know if I agree or disagree. That's one of the beauties about the Trading Coach Podcast. Never rehearsed, always sporadic, right? Give me a second to drink some water. There we go. So let's look at 20 ways to get mentally tough, and I'll try to relate it to trading since this is a Trading Coach Podcast, right? And then I'll let you guys go. But number one, when you face a setback, think of it as a defining moment that will lead to a future accomplishment. And... That has to do with how do we perceive setbacks, right? Are we going to think of it as a negative or a positive? There's two ways, right? You can think of it as a negative. You can say, oh, wow, I failed. I had a setback. I stink. I'll I'll never be good and lose all confidence. Or you can look at it as a learning experience. And that's how I tend to look at it, right? I look at... I always get asked the question, Akil, if you can go back and and do things differently in your trading, what would you do? And I say, "I, I have no regrets, right? Because... I spent a lot of years failing, um, but in a lot of those years failing, I've also spent a lot of years learning. And each of those failures was basically a lesson on how not to do it. And I truly believe that, and it may not sound the greatest, but I truly believe that I became a good trader because I ran out of ways to do it the wrong way. I, I made every mistake you can possibly think of, and I learned from it and learned how not to make that mistake and why not to make that mistake. And by just kind of basically just eliminating that, I started seeing success. I started finding the right things to do. So um, if you perceive your setbacks, if you perceive your quote unquote failure as a lesson, um, it can actually be one of the greatest benefits uh, for you. A little thing we always say in the markets is, you know, I didn't take a, I didn't take a loss. I, I just made an investment in my future education, right? That, that, that trade that I lost money on, it wasn't, wasn't a loser. It was me like paying for a, a class in college, right? No difference. I, I paid to learn a lesson. Number two, when you encounter adversity, remember, the best don't just face adversity, they embrace it, knowing it's not a dead end, but a detour to something greater and better. And that kind of goes off the, the same thing as number one, right? This is not a dead end. You, you, you face a setback, it's not the end. It's an obstacle. You learn how to clear the obstacle. You learn something great about yourself, right? I, I love, I've got a three-year-old, four-year-old, excuse me, four-year-old and a four-month uh, old right now in the house. And I love problem solving, right? I, I, I purposely set them up to do difficult tasks to see if they'll figure it out, right? And, and my, my oldest was doing something the other day and he tried it one way and he failed. He tried another way and he failed. And he started crying and whatnot. I'm like, figure it out, figure it out. And he, he, he did it two other ways and then finally he got it and boom. That, that's a learning moment that will stay with him for life. The next time he faces that task, now he knows what to do because he didn't give up. 
right? So it's always difficult at first, the first time facing it because it's frustrating, you can't get through, you wanna see, uh, see success. But when you finally find, find out that answer, it's a life changer forever. And not only is it a life changer for you, it's a life changer for anyone else that you may run into because now you can spread the knowledge. Hey, I tried it this way, trust me, didn't really work, how about trying it that way? And then you can kind of pay it forward. So I think that's a big benefit. Number three, when you face negative people, ooh, negative people, shame on them. But they exist and they are our biggest motivators. When you face negative people, know that the key to life is to stay positive in face of, in face of negativity, not in the absence of it. After all, everyone will have to overcome negativity to define themselves and create their success. Dealing with haters. Let the haters hate. There's always going to be negative people in your life. There's always going to be people that are going to try and bring you down or say bad things about you. Think about it like this. The only reason they have chosen to focus their attention on you is because you are doing something that they are afraid to do and probably wish they were doing. Right. If that wasn't the case, why would they waste any energy on you? Right. Have you ever wasted energy on something you don't care about? Right. My biggest example, I grew up in Philadelphia, so I saw, I saw a lot of, I see a lot of homeless people and, and whatnot, unfortunately. And I always say, okay, well, have I ever been jealous of one of the homeless people on the corner? Well, no. Have they ever been jealous of me or anyone else walking? Probably. Right? Why? Because you're in a situation that's better than them, right? When someone's in a situation that is worse than you, right? You don't envy them. You never hate on them, do you? No. So think about it like that. You're doing something good or you're on the verge of doing something good, and that's why you're getting that negative energy, right? I always, I, I love when I, I do a lot of YouTube videos and whatnot, I post these Trading Coach podcasts on YouTube as well. By the way, you can download it on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, basically any podcasting app that's out there, as well as the trade, oh, trade, tier one trading website, www.tier1trading.com. Click the podcast uh, app on the left-hand side of your screen, and you can listen to it there too. Um, but I love it when I get a, a thumbs down or a negative remark. I feel like it's not a good video until I get that first thumbs down. Hey, you would think it's the opposite. I used to get depressed and be like, oh no, a hundred people liked it, but one person disliked it. What was me? Now I'm like, yeah, because someone out there is mad. It means I'm doing the right thing. Number four, when you face naysayers, remember the people who believed in you and spoke positive words to you. Um, that's a good piggyback off of this one. Surround yourself with positive people. Focus your energy on those who are trying to help you, those who are in the same position of you um, or as you, and ignore the people that are negative, right? If you surround yourself with positivity, and I do a great job of this uh, in my personal life, I do a great job of this on social media. If you guys notice, I'm always thanking you guys for being in the community on Twitter because you guys are positive, right? Many of you guys are, are sending positive messages. You're sending positive uh, quotes, positive links, right? I try to surround myself around that so I always have a positive vibe. That way, it's very, very hard for me to get negative. So surround yourself with people like that. It's going to be very, very hard to end up on the negative things and, and uh, negative side of things. Even when you're on the negative side of things, you're going to be drawn right back into the positive side of things because you're constantly, constantly being blasted with positive messages all day. I love it. I love it. It's the greatest. Uh, number five, when you face critics, remember to tune them out and focus on only being the best you can be. Uh, kind of sums up the last two. Number six, when you wake up in the morning, take a morning walk of gratitude and prayer. It will create a fertile mind and ready for success. I actually used to do this. Um, 
I used to start my day with a morning walk around my neighborhood. Um, gives me a chance to think. It gets me away from kind of technology, right? The temptation to be at my computer, the phone, the TV. Um, but then it started getting really, really cold, right? I'm in the Northeast uh, region of the United States. So, you know, wow. when it becomes uh, December and it's, you know, it's five o'clock, 4.30 in the morning and it's like negative whatever outside, it, you know, it's kind of hard to get motivated to do that morning walk because you got to put on like four layers of clothes and you know, your hands are frozen. Um, so what I do now is I do kind of like a yoga and a stretching routine where um, either be no music or I'll, I'll load up Spotify, um, put on like some yoga music, like some, you know, nature sounds, something of that peaceful uh, deal, positive vibe music. I don't know, something like that. And I just uh, I take five minutes to kind of stretch, wake up the body and just kind of just zone out. I like zoning out. I, I don't always need to think about something specifically. Just uh, my brain is kind of always racing, even when in bed. So I kind of just like leaving myself for a minute. I like literally having an outer body experience where my, my, my brain walks out of my, my body. It looks at me and just watches me do my thing. Um, and then I get the business soon after that. So I think that's very important to just kind of decompress and, and even doing it between, uh, if you're more trading specific, even if you're doing it between trading hours, right? Um, where, hey, every, every half an hour, every 45 minutes, just walk away from your computer and, and listen to a song. Do some push-ups. Do something to get away. You'll, you'll come back with a, a much clearer view of things, I promise you. Seven, when you fear, trust. When you fear, when you fear, trust. Let your faith be greater than your doubt. Believe in yourself. Um, I think that, that says it all right there. Um, you are going to be fearful of a lot of, lot of new things. Um, there's going to be a lot of doubt. But again, if you surround yourself with positive people, if you surround yourself with positive vibes, it's going to be easy for you, easier, I should say, to uh, have faith in what you're doing, have belief in yourself and do the right things. Number eight, when you fail, find a lesson on it and then recall it. Recall a time when you have succeeded. Kind of goes off what we talked about earlier, but um, this is very important. I actually read this, um, I was listening to a, a few a few uh, interviews on trading psychology, and one was uh, about sports psychology. And they talked about kind of how you have to, when, when you're trading, if you want to be at your best, just like a professional athlete, you have to be, you have to have some type of edge, right? You can't be 100% kind of comfortable. You got to have some type of driving factor. Um, and one of the things that athletes do is they, they visualize past uh, successes, so they close their eyes, they think about game-winning shots that they made, they think about their best game, and that kind of puts them in the zone confident-wise. We could do the same thing trading. You could look back and, and think about what was your best trade, what was the best analysis you did, and kind of just replay that in your mind. And it's amazing what type of positive impact that will have on you. I think that's very underrated, but that's a, that's a very good one. Um, just visualization. Um, that's just as important as doing um, when you head into battle, visualize success. That's number nine. That's kind of the same thing as number eight. I see what they're doing. They're stretching this out to make 20. They easily could have had 10. Number 10, when you're thinking about the past or worrying about the future, instead, focus your energy on the present moment. The now is where your power is the greatest. Um, yeah, I, I believe in that. I, I do think thinking about the past... Um, makes sense is based off of what we just talked about, about, uh, you know, finding, uh, visualizing kind of a, a past success and using that to motivate you. Um, I do agree about not, I do agree about not worrying about the future. And this is tough because I'm someone that always thinks, uh, three steps ahead. If you ask any of my business partners, anybody that I work with, um, I am very unemotional about everything, 
because as soon as the present happens, I'm already thinking about the next. And I, and I guess that would, I guess as soon as the present happens, it would be the past. So I guess that does mean not focusing on the past. Um, but I tend to plan ahead and always think ahead. But what's always important to me is the, future, the, the present action, because you can plan your future all you want. You can want to do this and see it laying out like that in the future. But if you don't work and, 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 and really go after it in the present, that future doesn't happen. So really, my kind of mindset is, yes, I plan for the future, but um, my thought process is if I do everything I need to do right now the right way, um, my future will work itself out. Right. I can plan for it all I want, but it's it's based off of me achieving that is based off of the actions that I do today. So I think about the right now, do all the right actions right now, and then the future will kind of work its way out. And, and it's funny how that happens. A lot of people won't tell you that, but it's, it's funny how success just works itself out if you work hard enough and, and do the right things the right way in the present moment. Number 11, when you want to complain, instead identify a solution. I said this for years, right? I think of life as being kind of like an old school fighting video game, right? We picture that energy bar at the top of your screen and, and you know, as the computer beats you up because it cheats when, when you put it on the hardest level, um, that energy bar gets smaller and smaller and smaller until you ultimately die, right? So I think of that energy bar as the same thing as being, being life. Think about like a video game that has a, a countdown clock, right? We have, uh, we, we have 24 hours in a day. We have a certain amount of energy per day, right? That's our energy bar. As that day goes on, all of the decisions and, and tasks that we do sucks up that energy bar, whether it's you know, making breakfast, whether it's playing with the kid, going to work, uh, doing this, doing that, right? Everything we do sucks away at that energy, uh, energy bar by you know, different margins, right? So does complaining, right? Complaining and making excuses, it takes energy. I mean, even, even deciding, making the decision to sit on the couch and do nothing all day sucks at your energy bar because you're you're spending energy finding a way to justify it, right? Your, your brain and your body naturally wants to do something. No one wants to be a lazy couch potato all day. You want to do something, but you're thinking of reasons why you shouldn't do it. You're justifying it. Ah, you know what? My leg hurts a little bit, so I shouldn't work out today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's taking energy, right? So instead of taking that energy and using that energy, that precious energy up on making excuses, on complaining, on justifying why you're not doing what you should be doing, Use that energy on finding solutions. Ask yourself or tell yourself, this is why I should be doing it. And then start doing it. That's been my view. Number 12, getting there. I'm tired already, fatigued. When your own self-doubt crowds your mind, weed it and replace it with positive thoughts and positive self-talk. There we go. Good follow-up from number 11. I don't think we need to go deeper into that, but um, positive affirmations work. If you catch the theme of this, it's surrounding yourself with positive people and positive vibes, and it's contagious. It's laziness is contagious as well, but positivity is, is contagious, right? Will Smith, uh, you know, had a good example one day where he's, he's scared to death of, um, of um, heights, right? And he had a bunch of friends that were going skydiving, and because his bunch of, you know, he, was, he, was, he agreed to do it, you know, having a few beers or whatnot, then the next, the day came, and he's like, ah, oh, man, I really don't want to do this. And he's looking at his friends and he's just waiting for someone to be like, hey, maybe we shouldn't do this. So he can be like, yeah, yeah, you know, that's not a good idea. Right. But what happened was all his friends were down for it. All his friends were like, yeah, we're doing this. So by positive peer pressure, he didn't want to be the only one not doing it. Right. So that positivity drug him. Right. Drug him with them to do what he needed to do. 
right? And sometimes that's all you need, right? Peer pressure isn't always a negative thing. It could be negative depending on the action, um, but it could also be very, very, very positive. And that's, you know, we have something on the, the tier one trading platform called accountability sessions where each and every Friday we, we bring people in and basically we, we interview them like a trader assessment. They tell their story and they, they put themselves out there. And by putting themselves out there, they're holding themselves accountable, not only to themselves, but to the community of traders. And that community of traders, right, they remember, right? They remember what people said and, and they'll check up on them. Hey, weren't you supposed to do this by then? Right? And again, that positive peer pressure helps. Um, 13, when you feel distracted, ooh, this is a good one for traders, right? Shiny thing, ooh, squirrel, right? Shiny thing syndrome. When you feel distracted, always uh, focus on your breathing, observe your surroundings, clear your mind, and get into the zone. The zone is not a random event, it can be created. And I think that's pretty cool. I agree, get away from your charts, do something to kind of reset yourself. Um, pattern interrupts are kind of cool where you, you disrupt what you're doing and it lets your body kind of reset. Um, but I think the concept of the zone is not random, it's created. You can get in the zone. You can get in the zone. As a former football player, um, I remember before each and every game, I had a set playlist I would play. I'd, I'd, I'd put my music on. I'd visualize past events. I'd start banging my head against the wall. And people were like, why are you doing that? I'm getting in the zone. I'm rallying myself up to get ready for game day. Um, obviously, it's not the same in trading. You don't want to start banging your head against the wall. Um, I later learned that's not good for your brain cells. But, you know, whatever. Dumb football player. Um, but same thing, you can create that zone. And I think the zone is created by routine, right? Here's how I get in the zone, right? Oh, and this is a great example, right? So I, I, I firmly believe in having a trading routine, right? You should wake up and kind of do the same thing each day. You should, you know, you wake up, you here, here's my, my thing, right? So I wake up, I do my yoga, I do my stretching, um, I put the, the kettle on to boil some tea, um, and I, I come in, I, for, I spend the first probably half an hour just doing anything other than trading related, like checking emails, social media, right? Because I need more time to wake up. Then I go through my whole pre-market uh, analysis. You know, I, I do each pair in a very specific order, in a very specific way, right? I look for the same exact things in the same exact way each time, right? I write it down. I write down my notes, my watch list. I go to the news. I watch, I write down the news. I research news if, I, if there's anything that's, you know, that needs to be researched. Um, and then I get ready for my live trading day, right? And I do all that to get me in the zone. That is my, my pregame routine, right? No different from an athlete going on the pitch and stretching, doing this type of ball drill, right? It gets them in the zone. It gets me comfortable going back to our original topic. However, there are some days where that doesn't happen, right? There are some days where maybe an emergency happens, um, computer crashes, or I got to take the kids somewhere and I, I don't, I don't get to go through my routine the, the same way as I usually would. And you can ask the traders I work with, you know, they just see a different me. I'm, I'm still trading, but something's off, right? I'm not, I, you know, something is just not right. I'm not as comfortable. And that's because I, I haven't put myself in that zone. I kind of just, I went out and played without stretching and warming up. And it takes me a while to get started. So I, I think that's a very good concept. The zone is not random. It can be created. That, that, is, um, that is true. That's a good one. Um, when you feel number 14. When you feel all is impossible, know that with God, all things are possible. Don't need to say anything else about that. Number 15, when you feel alone, think of all the people who have helped you along the way and who love and support you now. Yep. Surrounding yourself with positive people. Um, that's another version of that. 16, when you feel lost, pray for guidance. Um, yeah. I mean, if, yeah. Yes. Sure. If that, if that's your thing. Um, 
I'm, I'm more, I'm, I understand prayer. I'm more of a fan of, of doing, but nothing wrong with praying for guidance as well. Um, 17, when you feel tired and drained all the time as well, remember to never, never, never give up. Finish strong in everything you do. Yeah, and you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna feel tired and drained. I'm gonna ask any entrepreneur who's you know doing a startup. I think of trading as the same way. Trading is your business, and when you're learning to trade, it's basically you going through the process of starting up a business. It's draining because if you're doing it the right way, you're investing a massive amount of time and effort into this craft. And time and effort, man, it sucks the life out of you. Um, but just remember what you're doing it for, right? You know, print out your goals. What is your five-year goal? What is your 10-year goal? What is your, your 10-week goal? Print out your goals. Uh, and, and some people do pictures or whatnot of your perfect life. Um, and just look at it. Remember what you're doing this for. Um, and that, that helps you finish up strong. Um, but 18, when you feel like you can't do it, know that you can do all things through him who gives you strength. Again, every, everything is doable. When you're tired and drained, finish strong. You can do it, right? You can do it. And remember that you're trying to do something that 90% of other people aren't doing. So if you feel uncomfortable, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Because you're going to achieve something that 90% of people won't achieve in life. Um, let's go. When you feel like your situation is beyond your control, pray and surrender. Focus on what you can control and let go of what you can't. I like that one as well. Control what you can control. Um, I think a big part of life is understanding that we do not have control over everything. Yes, we have control. I, I believe we have complete control over our own life and the decisions we make. However, sometimes we're forced to make decisions and we're put in situations that we don't expect. Um, we still have control over that, though. You know, maybe something happened and, and we're in a situation where it feels like we shouldn't be in there, but you can control it. You can always control it. Um, so control what you can control when something happens and it could be a drawdown. It could be, you know, I had an example of I dealt with a broker that basically stole all my money. And it just was just when I was becoming very successful as a trader. I lost a lot of money. I was managing money. I lost a lot of money for um, a client as well. Um, and I felt hurt. Nothing I could do with that. Nothing I could do about that, right? Just as I was really, really good or getting really, really good, boom, big obstacle in my path, lost everything. Um, it stressed me out, but I, I, but I told myself, hey, it's, like, it's like, like a sport, right? It's already done. What can I do? There's nothing I can do. All I can, all I can focus my energy on is how do I come back from this, right? I was told as an athlete, always focus on the next play, right? So if you, if you drop a ball, if you make a turnover, guess what? It happens. You take five minutes to think about it and then get back out there because all you can control is the future. You can't go back in time and change it. It happened. Reset, be mad for five minutes, then focus on your future. Let the other stuff go. That's big. Sucked, man. It sucked, but it was big. It was big. Last one. Man. When you're in a high pressure situation, like trading all the time, and the game is on the line, and everyone is watching you, remember to smile and have fun. Enjoy it. Life is short. You only live once. You have nothing to lose. Seize the moment. This is We just did a podcast episode on this with my business partners, Darren and Jason, where we talked about, do you have to be passionate about what you do to, to be successful? And I think when it came down to it, you, you do have to be passion, passionate for it. 
you, that you may not start off with being passionate about it, but I think you can develop passion for it. And at the end of the day, trading is a game. Yeah, there's there's money at stake. Yeah, it's high risk and whatnot, but it's a game. Have fun. Love what you do, right? I, I enjoy the journey of trading, right? The outcome is great. I get paid off of it. That's amazing. But I enjoy the puzzle, right? I enjoy trying to come in each and every day, putting the pieces together and, and figure out something that can never be completely figured out. And that's, I, I just enjoy it. I like the game. So I do it because I have fun. I'm fortunate enough to be very skilled at something that I have fun with and that it allows me to create a, a perfect life for me and my family. Um, but at the end of the day, it's fun. It's fun, and it's no different than a professional sport, right? The best athletes out there are the ones having fun. Yeah, they're getting paid. Yeah, they're putting their body through hell and all this other stuff. Um, it is technically a job, right? But it's fun. And I remember as a football player, Ray Lewis said this once. He said, "He said I get paid. Uh, what was it? I get paid Monday. He said I get paid Monday through Friday, something like that, or Monday through Saturday. Um, and that's like the practice and the film study and the the rehab and all the the dumb stuff you got to do. Um, Saturday, I just get to play the game." And I, I look at trading like that, right? I think of the work part is all the, the back testing, the strategy development, the, the trade reviews, the tweaking, the that, the that. Um, the actual trading part, that's fun to me. That's the game. That's the game. And we, we can't forget about that. We cannot forget about that. If we do, it's going to be very hard to be consistent with profit.